Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Welcome to the Badass Women's Hour with me, Harriet Minter, and Emma Sexton. No Natalie Campbell this week, just the two of us instead. This week we talk to the owner of the only all-female plumbing franchise in the country and we meet a woman who transitioned in the 1980s. She talks about the gender debate today and what it was like to be a trans woman in a time when there were no role models. Underwear, armpit hair, many imitators but no one compares. Badass Women's Hour XL with Harriet Minter, Natalie Campbell and Emma Sexton on Talk Radio. One, So, did you know that there is only one franchise of women-only plumbers in the entire world? I know that. did not know that at all. I'm actually shocked by it. We are super lucky because we have got the founders in the studio with us now, Hattie Hassan and Micah May. Thank you very much, founders of Stop Cooks Plumbing. We have been giggling about the name of your company <laughs> all <laughs> evening. Yeah. Uh, but our producer did not know what a stopcock was. But we that did. That is a man that does not we know his did. own plumbing. Yeah. Well yes. <laughs> Be proud of us. Because we knew that we were only talking about plumbing and there was no political messaging there at all. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely not. Of course not. Hattie, tell us, how did you come to start the company? Uh, I was a teacher. I was teaching in, in a London and in 1989 I decided I wanted to leave teaching. What am I going to do? So I wanted to be self-employed because I was a bit trapped. So I, um, I thought back to what I loved, and I loved metalwork and technical drawing and things they wouldn't let me do when I was at school. And I chose those things, and I love water, and so you wouldn't put all those things together. It had to be plumbing. Yeah. So I, I started college, um, uh, started going to college one day a week, and I did what everyone else did, wrote to all the companies. I actually trained in Leeds. Wrote to all the companies in Leeds and not a single reply, not one. Because <gasps> you're a, a woman. Well, I, I mean, I didn't know it was because of that, but could it could be. well have been. At that time, I didn't really, mm. you know, have any idea what it was about. But I, you know, but when I phoned up the companies to follow up, because in 1990, um, you didn't get email. You had to do everything by post and stamps. You know, I'm that old. And, uh, <laughs> and um, follow up with phone calls. And when I did do that, I'd get things like, um, are you ringing up for your... You're ringing up for your husband, love. You're ringing oh, wow. up for your son. I'm like, no, I'm ringing up for me. And um, no, sorry, no vacancies. So in the end, nobody would employ me, so I employed myself. And I had to think of a catchy name, and of course, Stopcocks. Woman Plumber <laughs> was born. How did you know? I have to ask, how did you know if you hadn't studied metalwork and technical drawing at school? How did you know you were going to love it? Because I love to make things, I was always handy. And whenever anything was needed, 
um, in the home in my growing up I was always the one who did it and at school I had a nickname maintenance so whenever anything got broken they'd all say to me take it to maintenance Hattie will fix it so so I I, I knew that I'd you know, and I just wanted to do metal work at school and technical drawing or woodwork. And everything I asked for, they just said, no, that's for boys. That's for boys. Oh, this was in the no. 70s. So they didn't let me do it. And the love of water came from your family. Um, I am a water sign, for one thing. I'm a Scorpio. So my birthday's coming up. Coming everyone. up soon. Yeah. Happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you. And, um, and so uh, and, and I, I, I just love, you know, swimming and doing all things water. Amazing. And Micah, why do you think you are the only all-female plumbing company? Why are there not more of them? Well, there aren't very many women plumbers, so that is probably part of it. Um, Why are there not very many women plumbers? Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Now you're asking. Um, There are many, many, many worms in the can. one of the reasons I think is probably because um, girls are directed away from it. We've actually encountered several girls who've wanted to do plumbing and their careers advisors have said to them, no, you're too good for that. Oh, wow. So that's just one reason why girls don't go into it at that age. And I think that when you're choosing your, your job, it is the age, you know, developmentally speaking when people are most conformist to what their peer group are doing and so if you're supposed to be a girly girl then that's kind of where you're sort of pushed and then when women want to train and become plumbers because they're not of the age that it's usual to do an apprenticeship and go all those routes they can't afford to take time out of work because they've probably got kids by then and train and do all the placements that you have to do and all of the things that you have to do before you can begin to earn. So that keeps the numbers low. And then there are quite a few individual women plumbing working on their own, like Hattie did when she first set up Stopcocks. But they're so isolated, they're, they're so spread out, it's difficult to bring them together. And so that's why Hattie set up Stop Cox as a franchise, because then we can support the women to become self-employed plumbers wherever it is that they are. And so we've got a much better reach. And of course, people can see Stop Cox plumbers, you know, the self-employment spreads the word. Amazing. Also, who wouldn't want to be part of the company? Stop, of course. <laughs> uh, coming up, we're going to hear more from our female plumbers. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plushcare. Plushcare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. 
They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Vampire Strikes Back. Badass Women's Hour Excel on Talk Radio. Never not happy when we play a bit of Dolly here on Badass Love Women's Hour XL with me, Harriet Minter and Emma Sexton. We are talking to Hattie Hassan and Micah May, female plumbers and the creators of the Stopcocks franchise for female plumbers. Mm. Um, ladies, how do you do you think people are astonished when you turn up to answer a call and there's a woman at the door? Hattie. I think um, it was very important for us to say that we're women because what happens is is that customers often have experiences that that are less than what they would require and they think oh my god I wish there was a woman and then they google women plumbers and of course that's where we are so we've always been um, careful to call ourselves women plumbers so that customers can find us and also because there are so many plumbers that we needed to dis differentiate ourselves and be able to be found not only in google but you know um our point of difference is that we're women not necessarily that our plumbing is better or anything like that of course guys you know we know there's some really good plumbers out there blah blah but you know um as well for women to be able to find us to join us and gain our support when you say women have had some bad experiences with plumbers, what are we talking about? What are the sort of things that some plumbers out there are up to? Well, let me let me uh, point you over to Micah because she because Micah talks to the customers um, on a daily basis, so she's going to have some of the horror stories. Micah, what are the things you hear? Uh, we uh, some of the customers are sometimes touched up by plumbers. Wow, um, that's they had been delighted because the plumber had arrived. And maybe he had even arrived on time. and But then if he does that, then they're not so happy. Um, there's We were hearing the other day about um, somebody who'd had some plumbing work done and she had to call the plumber back because, lo and behold, something hadn't been right and she was absolutely certain that it had been sabotaged by himself so he had to come back and fix it. And then there's just... I mean, and if you just look at the think of your own experiences with tradespeople and it's very common that people are less than satisfied with the, the service and but turning up is a huge one i was talking to somebody the other day and she said to me um my son's in the trade she said and he said he's a plasterer and he said oh i know, I know a plumber she wanted her bathroom done she's an elderly woman she hasn't had a bath in her own house for about three years and she wanted to get the bath changed into a shower and three people had said oh, I know plumber they'd all come round said yes this that and the other blah 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 and then off they went and never to never to be seen again and you know a lot of the calls we get is because I've tried to get a plumber you're the only ones that have called me back what is going on with that? I don't know. Why do people not want the work? I don't asking know. The they they, yeah. they do want the work and you know it, it will, I don't know. I really cannot say why they do what they do. I can only say why we do what we do. I, um, the other thing that I... So you talked about you know, what are our experiences. My experience definitely is having somebody come over and knowing that I don't know 
you know, I don't really know about plumbing. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the issue is. Mm-hmm. And feeling like I'm being charged a lot of money for something that is probably that somebody's basically seen me and gone, mm. we can just charge her whatever for this because she doesn't and know. It happens to so many people. It happens to men customers as well. Our yep. customers are not all women yep. by a long chalk. But that, that, I mean, there is a lack of knowledge. It is a specialist mm-hmm. skill, so you're not going to yep. know. And But it's a similar thing when you take your car along, but there is such a reputation. And unfortunately, there are people who take advantage of the fact that people don't know. And it's, it's horrible to have that happen to you in your own home. Yep. Somehow it's worse when it's in your own home absolutely i do have to say it, it isn't rocket science <laughs> you say no, it, that Hattie, yeah but, but when, it seems to be quite when difficult. my loo is not flushing yeah. it feels <laughs> very much like rocket science yes. to me, and not yeah. the fun kind sex in boilers is they're kind of bombs I mean, yeah. you know, yeah. you've got a bomb in your home, you could blow up the whole street. That's you true. You want it done right. That's true. That's true. So how do we get more women to become plumbers then? Plumbing is such a brilliant, brilliant career for women. I, I can't stress it enough. Now, I've been doing it for nearly 30 years. Yeah, and, and you love it. I can I just absolutely tell you love really it. do enjoy it. I really it. do yeah. love it. I, uh, you know, the problem-solving aspect, the the hero aspect you know the <laughs> you go you along are. and someone's having a having a freak out because they've got no hot water or they've got and you go in and you say it's okay you know what's the problem and then you go and fix it and there is nothing better than that feeling um for myself as well as obviously what you're doing for other people and the money's good yeah, but, that, but the money I'm, is the money is yeah. not the first motivation. I've got to say. Yeah, and then how long does it take to train? So if you were thinking about retraining, what what is that? Is that like a year at college every day? Is that a part time course? <laughs> what do you need? Well, well, there are there are lot, lots of different routes into plumbing. I think we discovered there were like thirty two routes or something ridiculous, and we get a lot of calls from women saying, "I want to be a plumber, but I've got no idea how to even start." Um, so you can either go to a a, um, a, a building college uh, construction college or you can take a course from lots of courses being offered but um, and it can range from anything from six months to three years we always recommend that you don't go for the, the quick fix because nobody you know if you, it's like those um, driving lessons you have in a week and you pass your test but you don't really know how to drive yeah. do you after those you still have to be on the road for a while so we we'd never recommend courses that can cost between six and eight thousand and you know take they'll take the money off you but then they'll want to train you in six months but they won't actually guarantee you a qualification That's at a the lot end of money actually. it is a lot of money I mean when you think that a plumber who works um our plumbers sometimes work six days a week and it's up to them they don't normally do emergencies unless it's a customer that they already know because they don't want to be going into strangers houses you know in the middle of the night so um if they if you say that you work six days a week and you'll work um at least eight hours a day you can earn you can earn a really good amount of money so i think how much i think you can well in your first year our plumbers are earning um in their first years anything up to about 30 grand it's not bad money. No. So it is really boss. good money. It is yeah. really good money in your your own boss. Obviously, that that's like, I'm not talking about tax and all of that. So it'll yeah. be before all of that. Yeah. But um, so I think that in order for you to train to do something that you can earn that amount of money for, that's why it's so expensive to train. But if you but it's but it's worth the investment. But I would always recommend that you go to a construction college rather than 
a training institution. Were you the only woman on your course when you trained? I was the only I was the only trainee of any kind that was female. In fact, there weren't even any toilets for female trainees really? in my college at that time. Wow. I had to use the staff loos. And I had to ask them to please remove the t- calendars off the workshop walls oh, and wow. say to them, you know, what do you think? What, how do you think I feel when I come here and the, all the boys here know that I've got some of those under my T-shirt? Mm-hmm. You know. Mm. See, that's incredible. What advice would you give to young women today who think they want to go, who, who are looking for jobs, who want to work and are being put off by the thought that they're going to be the only woman there? Well... I think if you want to do something, you can. And I think that you're not alone anymore. We can support you as much as we can. In fact, for the last, in, in July um, and last September, we ran an event called Women Installers Together, which was kind of a, an idea that came to me when we launched our franchise. And we decided that instead of going on about how difficult it is for women to be plumbers, let's grab them together and celebrate the fact that they they are plumbers and gas installers and that was sponsored by industry so we're really making industry manufacturers and what have you put their money where their mouths are and if they say they support women okay then show us you support women by enabling us to run this event and we ran it on the 4th of July this year and um, some of those women who came had never seen another female plumber and we opened the doors up for trainees as well so next year when we run it again in July we want to be able to um, offer more trainees the, the chance to come and we want to offer employers who want to employ women the chance to make themselves known to those women so we really are holding everybody to account we're not letting it go yeah they don't have to become a stopcocks plumber but we hope that they all will <laughs> i think they should um finally if we're five years down the line and you've been doing all this work and we've been bringing more women into the industry. How would you like the industry to have changed? Oh, I think I think for myself, I think the culture within the industry needs to change. I mean, it's bad not only for women, it's bad for it's bad for men as well. I mean, we hear statistics of how um, the largest incident of mental, you know, mental health and suicide rates are among men in the trades. Really? This is this is one of the biggest killers of men. It's the suicide rate within the trade. And the statistics that show that um, a perfectly well-adjusted young man who's not sexist or Neanderthal at all will go into the industry and within six months he's converted. Become a caveman. Become a caveman to survive. Right. Because it's a very harsh and hostile place. You've seen men jibing each other and, you know, and one-upmanship and all of that. And it's not a happy atmosphere for women to be in. They have to be really, really tough. And a lot of the time you see women who are plumbers become quite laddish and you sort of think, I I wish you you weren't like that. It's really interesting, isn't it, where that sort of extreme laddish culture comes from that clearly no one is thriving in. Yeah, it still continues. Mm. I just find that really fascinating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's not it's not good for anybody. It's not good for the lads in the in the industry. It's not good for the girls in the industry. Yeah. And uh, you know, uh, one of the big things I want to say is you can be feminine and be a plumber. Yeah, that's what I like to see in the workplace in general. It's like, you know, you don't have to be male or have masculine traits to succeed. Why can you not be a very feminine plumber? Like, yeah. 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 It's very odd, really, that when we're talking about things being equal, what we tend to talk about is women becoming more like men. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. rather than... It doesn't, it doesn't mean men becoming more like women. It just means 
things being more equal for girly girls, yeah. masculine mm. men, and, and this balance in between. Mm. Well, I think it's always just being about your authentic self, isn't it? Uh-huh, and exactly. doing that job in the way that is true to you, yeah. whoever you might be, however you're made. That's ultimately where we're trying to get to, isn't it? But yeah. it still seems to be a bit of a struggle, doesn't it, ladies? We, <laughs> well, we'd love to know what Hattie's thoughts whether Hattie's thoughts resonated with you, um, have you experienced that? If you're working in the trades, do you experience that laddish culture and have you felt like you have to be a part of it? Give us a call 0344 499 or tweet us an at Talk Radio and tell us what you think. We would love to hear your experiences. A big thank you to Hattie Hassan and Micah May from Stop Cox. Thank you. We love you. Are we allowed we to say love our the website? name of yeah. your company. Yeah. Please do. Okay, um, please contact us at stopcox.uk. Uh, you can find us on the on the internet. Uh, you can find all our phone numbers and all our contacts on there. It's stopcox.uk. And if you can't remember Stopcox, just Google Women Plumbers and we pretty much always <laughs> come up at the top. You are the next people I'm hiring when I need my boiler checked or anything done in my house. It's yep. great to meet you. Yep. Thank you. Love yep. having you in. Badass Women's Hour XL on Talk Radio. She'll get you talking. Now, with the Gender Recognition Act in the news, trans rights are being talked about more than ever. But can you imagine what it must have been like to transition to a woman in the 1980s, where the views of the LGBT community were very, very different? To tell us the story, we are joined by Nicole Richards. Hello, Nicole. Thank you so Hi, much for being thank you here. For having me. <laughs> um, can you tell us a little bit about growing up in the 70s and 80s, knowing that you were in fact a woman? Um, lots of struggles. Um, obviously, you didn't have the information that you have now. Um, and did you understand what was happening for you? I didn't. I I knew I was different, but I didn't know what to expect and what my journey was going to be. Obviously, I didn't have anyone to give me that information, so the journey was extremely difficult. Um, but I actually think it's harder now, even with all that information out there. What do you think makes it harder now? Um, I just think people judge you more because so many people that are saying you have to accept this you have to accept that or it's just you know being shoved in people's faces whereas when I transitioned you just got on with life and you 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 transitioned to to live a normal life um so I think I think there's different ways of looking at it but I think definitely it's harder now do you think there is more pressure on people to make up their minds, commit and go for and transition rather than think about it now? Is that what you're saying? I, th- I think when I when I decided I wanted to have surgery and go through with everything, for me, there wasn't an option of staying mm-hmm. pre-operated without having um, yep. the surgery and I think in today's day and age people are wishing not to have the surgery and for me that wasn't an option mm. I, I had to go through with that and what do you what do you think as well there's been a lot of talk as in the media about the rise of children starting to now um, identify with different genders and you know did you know from a very young age is it you know oh, it's very very difficult because I know I'm going to get upset a lot of people that fight tirelessly for trans rights um, 
I just think that children should be given space to breathe and explore their identity without yeah. being told what they are or putting labels. It's this, we live in a society that we're all driven by labels now. It's just, I just don't, you know, I just don't agree with it all. What age were you when you realised that you wanted to become a woman? It was, I, I knew I was different and, you know, I speak to my parents and my siblings and they all knew I was different, but I never, maybe because I didn't know I could have a, tr yeah. a sex change, so maybe that was different in those days, yeah. but it was only when I started going through puberty that I realised, oh, hang on a minute, I don't fancy women, I don't feel gay, um, I knew what gay men were about and it just I didn't fit into that category so you know I decided to go ahead and do what I needed to do for myself my own journey and there were no guarantees with any of it I mean in fact I've had a really difficult time because also I suppose growing up like now we have the internet so if you were curious about how you were feeling you could very quickly go online and find other people and find stories and get information but in the 70s and 80s there like, was nothing yeah and if so if you were not surrounded by people that perhaps been on that trans journey that yeah. must have been a very lonely lonely place to be to it was was lonely but it was very scary mm. you know because there was no when people were saying to you you can't do this you can't do that and you're going to be so unhappy and you're never going to find love and you're never going to succeed in life you're never going to pass as a woman you're never you know you're you're every day you're given different obstacles to pass and then when I woke up after the surgery I was just elated it was like I just yeah. burst out crying and but that's just the beginning. You know, people always think that that's the end of your journey, but it's not. You, mm. It's a lifelong journey. So you probably, were well, you led quite from your intuition then? So you just knew that you wanted to have the surgery. Yeah. You knew that you Absolutely. wanted to look like a woman and be a woman. Yeah. So you were very much just guiding on what felt right for yes, you. Yes, absolutely. That's a very brave thing to do, isn't it, when you... Um, it went against the grain. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. But I mean, when you've got that inner feeling... You can't not, you can't not follow it. You yeah. can't, you know, it's either that or you're going to be unhappy for the rest of your life. And would you live? I mean, would you commit suicide? Would you, you know, what, what future is there if you're not going to be happy? And you're fighting a demon in your head where every day when you're looking at yourself and you can't look at yourself naked, it's, it's, Unless you're actually going through that journey, it's extremely difficult to understand. And I get that. Do I you mean, think, yeah, I was going to say, I, f I feel like the, the narrative or the pushback around uh, transgender, I don't think people really fully understand. Like you say, it's, it's not even really a choice, is it? Because if no. your choice is, uh, you know, becoming who you want to be, who your gut is telling you to be versus not and the depressive route and like you say probably not even wanting to live mm. then that's not a choice you have to go through this journey and I just feel like sometimes people take it quite lightly that people are wanting to identify with a different gender and it's it, it, people don't do this as just like a oh this is what I feel like doing you know it's a big I know, decision I, I mean I think I think we've got to a point now where there's so many trans activists out there talking about the different things but I've I'm I've got to a point where I can't read a lot of it because I feel like they're only self-promoting their own 
agenda or their own journey. And I think everyone is individual and I think that's what's scary. You know, it might mean more to me than it does to someone else or someone it might mean more to them. And I think, you know, you've only got to look back 50 years for gay men or gay women you know, the difficulties they had and the difficulties they had within themselves accepting who they were. You know, a lot of people fought within their own mind that they couldn't accept their own sexuality. Mm. And, you know, being transsexual is not about a sexuality, it's about a person, it's about a being. And I think we're all entitled to feel that we're, in, that we're allowed the same space on this earth. What's life been like for you since you've transitioned? Extremely difficult. In what ways? Um, I've had to fight to be who I am with relationships, with, you know, people. I've lost um, a partner to suicide. I've had to have um, lots of surgeries um, that went wrong. Um, you know, a, a heterosexual person is going to have a difficult life but you can times it by 10 because you're dealing with everyone else's emotions, everyone else's idea of you. Then if you've had surgery and you meet someone, do you tell them, do you not tell mm. them? They want children, then you get into a certain age bracket. Most men have got children or if they haven't, it's because they're mental. You know, I mean, you don't need to tell us the realities of dating. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So you know, you've got you've got everything times I don't know times a hundred. I would say. Are you say. in a relationship now? Um, no, I'm not. I've broken up with someone who broke my heart. Oh, we had a dating expert on the show. She's going to hook me up, so I'll put her in yeah. touch. Please do. <laughs> What's it like? What has it been like for you? Dating. dating? Mm. Um. I had one abusive relationship, um, then I had another relationship, I've had a few relationships, mm. and it's always, do you tell them, do you not tell them, then the last person I was with knew, um, but it just, anyway, it's too fresh to talk about mm -hmm. it. Aww. If you could go back to your 15 year old self now, and give them a piece of advice, what would you tell them, what would you tell actually any young boy out there who knows actually they are a woman and they want to transition what advice would you I give would them? say take your time mm -hmm. um, I would say wearing clothes if that makes you feel comfortable to um, feel better but as far as surgery is concerned or blockers or hormones I would say take your time there's no rush you know it's a journey it's going to be a lifelong journey um, just make make the right decision it doesn't end when you've had surgery and i think a lot of people and i've met many people over the years that they think as soon as they go under the anesthetic they're going to wake up and they are going to be a different person you're not a different person mm. you know if i had my arm amputated tomorrow i wouldn't be a different person it would be me minus my mm. arm mm. it's you know you have to really know what you want Beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. One, two, three, four! This has been the Badass Women's Hour podcast with me, Harriet Minter, Natalie Campbell and Emma Sexton. If you want to hear more from us, you can come follow us on social media at Badass Women's Hour HR um, or leave us a review and tell us how much you love us. We really need to feel the love. Five stars should do it. 
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 